we just start by laughing. I think it's like we could say like good morning, people. It's a way to start the day and just start laughing and then just give people good energy right away. Yeah, or like when I did YHS. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. <laughs> Perfect. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to our podcast, Stress and Organization. My name is Martina. And I am Elisa. And welcome back. I mean, last episode, we started rather, or we ended on a rather optimistic note on saying, we'll see you next week. Or <laughs> I think my exact words was, I'm looking forward to being in your ears again next week. Yes, and I said that it was going to be your catchphrase. Yeah, I mean, I do embrace it as my catchphrase, but yes. um, I am quite disappointed. Uh, no, I'm not disappointed. I'm actually not. But it's been more than a week for the observant people. Yeah, uh, definitely a lot, but we still want to keep... Okay, I had the th thought like earlier today that I was like, the name of the podcast is Stress and Organization, but this podcast is kind of the opposite because we don't want to stress to do it in any way, shape or form. Yeah, we and want we, it to be fun. Yeah, and yeah. we are not that organized about it. So I love the name of the podcast doesn't relate whatsoever to the podcast itself, which is just... It's a yeah. way to not be stressed and not really be organized. So I just love that about that podcast. <laughs> and we need to keep it fun. Like we just had like a half an hour brainstorming session about what we actually want to talk about. So we've been quite organized this afternoon. Yeah, first time. Uh, but I have not the past <laughs> two months. Um, <laughs> very fittingly, first with May, the Mental Health Awareness Month. And then, uh, yeah, I needed some time. So, but for today, uh, speaking of being uh, organized, uh, the episode name today is 30 minutes early, because why, Elisa? Well, you know, uh, I have this problem when I travel somewhere, I'm always way too early. Like, I've been taking the train to go back to Paris, like, I don't know, probably 10 times now, or maybe at more. At least, yeah. At least. And every single time, I am still... 45 minutes early every, and every single time i get a text message like <laughs> oh i'm early again like it's a surprise <laughs> but it's not and every time I'm, I'm, I'm on the taxi stressed to be late which doesn't make any sense but that's why this podcast's name is 30 minutes early because i am always early and we have this i think it relates also to organization and also because the podcast is the second part of the traveling podcast and it's going to be about Uh, where we love to travel, our tips and tricks when we travel, like where we'd love to travel. So it's a little more relaxed, but also kind of jumping in into the stress and organization part of that podcast, because I don't think we've been in depth in that yet. So this is going to be the first time we actually embrace the stress and the organization. And I love the fact that it's the second part of a two-parter. Yeah. That's, and it's named 30 minutes early and we're like five weeks late. <laughs> That is true. That is true. But do you remember when I told you, like, I'm always 30 minutes early, we should name the podcast like that. And then you said, yeah, but I'm not. And then I was like, but you are a bit. Because it's... Yeah. I mean, the la last time we talked about go me going to Dublin. Yeah. And I was, well, what, five hours early? Yeah. <laughs> at the airport. So. Well, I was three hours early to go to Geneva. Yeah. So, you know. Well, we, we're dealing with airport problems. So. Yeah, that's true. But, so... You mentioned what we want to talk about today. What are your favorite places uh, that you have visited before? Okay, I think it's kind of, a, of hard because I feel like I'm lucky enough to like have traveled to a lot of places from someone that's 22 and I realized that. But um, there are some places that I've 
have been more than to other places. So that's probably why I like them more. I think that would make sense. But uh, my top three would be um, Mauritius, first of all, because that's kind of where I've been spending my Christmases for 16 years in a row or something like that. Like, yeah, 16 years in a row. That's better English version. Yeah. No, no, no. I just first said I heard 60 and then I was like, no, no, no. I know it's not 60 years, no, no. so I'm good. 16, one six. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Mauritius is just beautiful. The cultures there is great. The people are the nicest. I'm going to say that probably to every destination, but yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just like being in a warm weather during like oh, winter what? break. Really? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you like being in a warm place? Liking what? warm weather? What? What? <laughs> Yeah, I have tendency to prefer the Caribbean to any places. But now going to the Caribbean, I would say the second place would be Dominican Republic. Oh, yeah, because that's so different in temperature and everything. Yeah, yeah. so different. No, but like <laughs> geographically, it's super different. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, again, Dominican Republic, the people, they're so nice. Like they, they, they just smile to you all the time, which I think feels weird to me because I'm from Paris and no one smiles. That's probably why. <laughs> But uh, yeah, just the, the people are the nicest. The culture is great as well. It's a great way to practice my Spanish. That is not the best, but it's okay. Um, and also there's a lot of French people um, that lives in where I go in Dominican Republic because I do not go to to the Punta Cana or Santo Domingo, like the, the capital or the biggest city. I go to a very small place in the north um, called Las Terenas. And it's just... I just love it so much. It's just I I don't think I should have told it because I kind of don't want to sell the place too much. So it yeah, keeps all all of our listeners will now go straight to that's right the away. The six yeah. people that listen to <laughs> us will just go right away. And part of those six people is my mom, which yeah. already goes there yeah, as well. So. Exactly. And part of those six people is my mom, who would not go to Las Arenas. So yes, don't so you then, worry. We're all good. No, but it's like we try to keep it not a secret, but a little bit because it's it's a place that we want to keep kind of like there's not that many tourists. It's it's kind of growing because we've been like Mauritius. We have a have tendency to go to the same place again and again with my mom. And we've been 16 years in a row. No, 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 no. no. What? What? Uh, Well, for Dominican Republic, it's six or seven years in in, in a row. So it's just loving to 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 meet the people that we know and, and i don't know the, the, the place but we we saw a change because now there's a lot more tourism it was the first year we've, we've been there and my mom the first time she'd been there was when she, she was i don't know it was 23 years ago it was the the year just before she got pregnant and there was no road whatsoever so now there's literally a highway from santo domingo to las terenas but it's two hours but when she went there the first time, they were that that didn't exist. So she, yeah. So she had to take a, the smallest plane ever just to to go to the others. There was no other option. Yeah. So it's just the place evolved a lot, but we tried to keep it in the this rustic way, which is not really the case anymore. But we just like that. Yeah. Nice. Um, and there's another place. But first, tell me some of the places that you love to travel. To. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I thought I would have some more time to think about it. <laughs> but okay. Do you want me to say the last one and then you go to yours? Uh, sure. 
Okay. Well, can you guess mine? Well, I mean, I also have the same notes as you do, but I know, if I but... would guess, I mean, my top two guesses, depending, like, just based on how much you talk about places, would be New York or San Francisco. But I know that it is New York, uh, yes. which is very funny because you just talked about how the people of the Dominican Republic are. Yeah, yeah, I said it correctly. Are so friendly and they smile at you, which is just such a contrast to New York. So <laughs> that is very true. And I love that you say that because the 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 first time we've been to no, the second time we've been to New York, we like to go to Dominican Republic, there are not that many planes and airports, so we need to find a way. And one year we had to go to New York to be able to go to Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. So on the way back home, my mom was like, let's just take a, a break between the, 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 the beach and the and Paris. So we spent like a small week in New York in between. Yeah. So we literally have been to the nicest people ever, Dominican Republic, to New York. Yeah. And... People are not mean in New York, but no, no, no. But in like, if in you compare, also like later when we're going to talk about our cultural differences, for a Norwegian to go to New York, they're super friendly. But yeah, if you would compare to like a friendly culture, then they're pretty. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but coming from Paris, I feel like it's the same rush of like the subway and the people walking everywhere, running yeah. everywhere, and, and not in that time. sense. New Yorkers are probably more friendly than the average Parisian. Yep, maybe. <laughs> I love that I'm saying that, but not, I don't know. I feel like I agree with it, but at the same time, I don't. I think you can't say that a culture and people are like nicer than others because I feel like it just depends on the person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not nicer, but you know, like the typical American is to be like, hi, how are you? That's true. We don't have that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. You're literally being judged while ordering coffee. They probably it could yes especially as a tourist yeah so definitely that's more my point yeah that, that's very true so yeah i would say new york i don't know there is this thing and i know it's so cliche but when you go there i don't know i had stars in my eyes and like everything was like i don't know i had this vibe when i was in this city it's weird so you had a new york fever is that like the something that exists like people who have the paris fever or whatever no, because the Paris fever is like you have depression and you hate the place. Yeah, but it's the same thing. They have the same hopes. It's just that you weren't disappointed going to New York. But those people who have the uh, Paris flu, whatever, they're disappointed <laughs> when they come to Paris. I don't know what it's called. Okay? I, don't, I don't remember the name either. I heard about it like a week ago, but I don't, I don't remember yeah. the name either. But um, n- the thing is, I had never really heard... Like, I've heard about New York before going there, but I was so young that I didn't have this hope and dreams of the place. Ah, okay. So the first time I I arrived there was kind of like, wow, I've never seen something quite like that. It was kind of a a shock, but in a positive way. And like, I don't know, the the vibe from it, it's just Paris times five in the speed, I felt like, which is crazy. Thinks Paris is already super, I don't know. It was just the vibe from it. You can be, even though I heard after that that a lot of people, even it's like a, a very independent place, a lot of people feel alone, even though there's so many people, you have so many things to do. Yeah. But I like so much being an independent and, and being with myself when like going to a museum and stuff like that, that I feel in that way, New York is just like, wow. Like, just yeah. love it in that way, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I know. I get it. I mean, for me growing up, I had the relationship with New York, like most people have with Paris. 
So like for me, of course, it was cool when I went to Paris to see it, but I had much more of that like wow experience going to New York. Yeah, understandable. But, yeah. So yeah, I mean, New York was pretty cool. I visited there because we're looking at favorite places that we've been to, right? Yeah. Uh, I've had some more time to think, so I can definitely agree that New York would be probably on a list. Uh, I would love to go back to New York. I went there in like December, yeah. so it was really cold. So I want to go back in the summer sometime. Yeah. Uh, but the coolest place that I've ever been must be Grand Canyon. Ooh. Yeah, that was like really, really cool. And I still get chills like thinking about it because it was really nice. And then along those lines would be Iceland, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> that's like you guessing New York for me. Me yeah. would have been guessing Iceland, Iceland for you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that would be it. And then... Um, But why did you like that much about Iceland? It's just a very cool vibe there. I don't know how to say it. Like, um, yeah, the, the contrasts, I think. Yeah. And it's a really small... Um, everything is just really small. <laughs> I know the contrast with New York, where everything is huge and you like yeah. Iceland, everything is small. I love it. Yeah, no, but it's just like okay. So the Reykjavik, which is the main, the capital, is yeah. just tiny. Like you can walk around it, the whole city in one day. Oh, like, okay. Just chilling, walking around. You know, love it. Uh, and it's. Like, culturally, it's kind of the same as uh, Norway, because it's both very, like, closed-off people. But Reykjavik is a bit more, like, um, I don't know how to say it. Like, in Norway, we try to be normal. But in Iceland, they're, like, very, like, indie, like, very alternative people. And that's okay. kind of normal. It's just, I think it's cool. Um, but then, once you start driving around, it's just huge distances. Like, oh. you would think it's a tiny, tiny island. Yeah. But it's just like if you would go on a tour to see three things, you would easily be driving for like nine hours. Oh, yeah. It's like really far to drive. Oh gosh, okay. Between things, uh, but you get there and it's just like you walk around the corner and then you see a huge waterfall, which is amazing. Oh. So it's really cool. But even on the nine hours, like the landscape must must be beautiful as well. Well, I think it's beautiful because it's very like. How to say it? It's very dead looking. <laughs> it's like deserted, like you know, like volcano landscape. It's flat. There's almost no trees. Uh, the only thing that grows is like, um, <laughs> like really small, low plants because it's so flat and the wind is so strong, so you don't really grow anything. Yeah. Uh, so that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but. I love it. Is that looking? It was just it got. Well, it, it got, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It doesn't yeah, yeah. help that I went in November, but uh, yeah, definitely not. No, but it's not. There's not a lot of things growing in Iceland. Yeah, because okay. it is very cold. But. Okay. Yeah, because I have a friend who's been to Iceland. I think it was like three weeks ago or something, and she literally told me that it was like a mix between fire and and ice, and she oh, yeah. was like, she was just amazed by that and she was she felt she was in game of Thrones, which i understand but it was just like the fire and ice contrast was i think the the biggest thing she got like shocked by yeah and it's super cool because you can have for example um i went to this black sand beach and the sand is black like everything is pitch black and then half an hour later i was walking on a glacier which is bright white 
So just like Whoa. those contracts as well, where you have like black stone, white eyes, all that, really cool. Yeah, so now it makes more sense, the, the fire and ice kind of thing, because she told me that and I was like, okay, great, but I couldn't picture it. But now that you're saying that, it just yeah. makes so much more sense. And it just, it already seemed like a beautiful, beautiful place before you, yeah. but now I'm like even more like, wow, you know? And it's cool because I appreciate like science-y stuff. Um, so you could literally... Like, one of the days when I went there, I walked on the tectonic plates. So, you know, like, the plates of the earth and yes, how they yes. move. And you could literally see the rim and how the plates had moved in contrast to each other. So, you could just see, like, there was a waterfall. And the waterfall was, like, from one tectonic plate to the other. Which is just, like, when you think about it, it sounds pretty wild. But just standing there and looking at it. God, it feels like Earth is falling apart. But you literally sold it to me. I don't know how, yeah. but like I, I, I always was like, oh, Iceland seems nice. But now I even more want to yeah, go there. Yeah, super right now. cool. And I feel like if I go there, I would just bring you as my guide. I think that would make sense. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> please, please, please. So yeah, those. I think Iceland would be the top place to go back to. Um, and then honestly, I have to say our cabin. <laughs> as boring as that might be. Yeah. Like, uh, just going there because every time it's a different experience and it's just... Maybe like, for the listener, where is kind of your cabin? Oh, so in Norway, <laughs> it's very common to have a... Or a lot of people have cabins, um, mostly in the mountains. So our cabin is about an hour and a half drive from my hometown of Kristiansand. And it's in a fjord, so it's like... Uh, the cabin is on a teeny tiny island in a fjord so we have water on all edges and mountains on all edges and it's just really pretty exactly what you would think of when you think of like countryside in Norway so perfect love yeah. it I can picture it right now in front of me even though I've seen pictures but still <laughs> so Your imagination yeah right oh, but sorry because I cut you off when you were explaining why you love it that much over there oh in the cabin yeah well again just the nature experiences uh same with iceland it's just like yeah it's cool to see how nature changes and it's just very serene yeah so like yeah like like last year my mom and i went to like oh i can't even speak (laughs) you can do it i believe in you my mom and i went to pick blueberries okay uh and it's just like very I'm going to show you a picture later, okay. but it's very, like, in my head, I'm like, I'm in a movie, or it's not in a movie, because I don't think any movies would involve yeah. picking blueberries, but... But what you're just saying, and I feel that that's the main thing, when you travel somewhere that you're so amazed by it, and you think it's one of the favorite places, it's maybe because for you, you feel like you're in a movie. Like, yeah, exactly. I feel like that's the the thing that makes you like the place that much is because you have this experience that is surreal because the movie isn't something that actually happens you know yeah. like you can't be part of a movie but it's your own movie kind of i don't know i'm just starting to get too philosophical maybe but, yeah, but no but I, I want to jump on that as well because i think what actually makes a difference there is uh, the mindfulness aspect of it because i think the reason why you're not thinking of your life as a movie necessarily every day is because you're too busy with things going on but like for example i try to or that's what i feel with the cabin as well or when you go to mauritius or dominican republic you actually have time to slow down and to appreciate what's going on around you yeah which is when you have the moment of like oh this feels like i'm in a movie i feel like the main character moment you know uh which 
I think it's important to incorporate that into everyday life. So for example, when I'm biking to school this morning, I was biking and I saw this lady with a dog in the bushes where I know the rabbits are every day. So I stopped and I was like appreciating the moment and talked with a lady who was like, yeah, it's the rabbits. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's funny, right? And we were standing there laughing over the rabbits, which is kind of like just a mindfulness moment, super simple. But yeah. those are the things that happen every day that I think we're too busy to yeah to think of. And that's literally what I did last summer when I went again to Dominican Republic. I was like, I had this feeling that I wasn't experiencing enough. Then I was just like, I'm, I've, I've been there like five times. I'm always doing the same yeah. thing. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put myself as, as I was if I was the main character. So that's why for the first time I tried to do surf. Because I was like, if I was the main character, I wouldn't ask myself, yeah, should I do it or not? It. So I just yeah. went and did surf. And then the next day, well, that's something I do often. But I went to do my salsa class, you know? So it was just like, and I'm going to do it again this summer. I'm yeah. going to be like going more to the beach, even more, even though that's everything I do my entire day there, there. But still, you know, like going even more to the pool, like just enjoying the moment. And Putting when, on a cute outfit, reading yes, a nice book. Exactly. <laughs> and like, Having a fancy drink. Yes. Hell yeah. Like a virgin burrito. Let's go, you know. Yeah. And it's just this idea of if you put, when you travel, this idea that you're the main character, you will push yourself to do more than what you would actually do at least for me personally yes and i also want to do the opposite side of that coin because uh we're going to talk later or in a different episode about like traveling by ourselves but uh at least for me what i try to think of when i'm traveling by myself or traveling in general is that i am the main character so whatever <laughs> or not not that explicitly but like <laughs> this is my trip so i want to do whatever i want to do so yeah. if i don't want to push myself that's also completely fine and yeah. go to just a cafe or something to chill yeah literally yeah. but like a, that's the the idea of a main character is like yeah. they do things without really thinking about it if that makes sense they just do what they want yeah, and what they true. like so it could be really basic let's like just taking your bag without thinking and walking and find a coffee shops and just yeah. sit there and read which is a very main character vibe if you think about it, but it's not that exciting if you no. if you want to say, I'm going to push myself today. That's not a thing to push yourself to do, but it is a main character vibe. So yeah. definitely. Nice. I mean, we've already talked about a few. Um, I, I liked how that conversation evolved. Yes, same. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, but that's why it's interesting to have like three main topics and then kind of go around it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, our next one is where we would love to go. Yes. So, uh, I mean, you always go to Mauritius and Dominican Republic. Yeah. But what other places, if you would stretch out of your comfort zone, <laughs> yeah, do you want to go to? Yeah, so it's true that I always go to the same places, but it's because of the fact that you have this thing of... You've you don't been, have to defend it. I know, I'm not defending it. I just want to explain why. Because a lot of people don't understand why we do that. Like even in my family yeah. and close friends. And it's just the idea that you... you life is long in, in a way. I know life is short, but life is long at the same time. Let's be... A, I know it's a weird explanation, but... And I feel like if you just love a place, why would you force yourself to try to go somewhere else if you know that you already know a place on the other side of the world that is perfect for you, you know? Maybe there's yeah. even better place, which I'm going to list, and maybe one of them would be even better. But for now, with my mom, we're just like, 
we know we love it there. We know we're not going to have any stress going there because we know yeah, the place. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's kind of... And by the life is long, I'm saying, I have time to visit one of those places later, you know? Oh, for sure. That's yeah. what I, I, w- I wanted to say and started weird, but <laughs> that's where I want to end up. So... I can't really go out too much of my comfort zone, so let's start with the Caribbean. Because I saw that on your list, and I'm like, girl. (laughs) Yes, because I haven't been to that many places in the Caribbean, and one of them is Turks and Caicos. I would love to go there because I've just, I was in the plane, and I, I flew over it, and I saw it, and I was like, what the fuck is that beautiful place? And now I didn't write it down, but it just made me think about another place, French Polynesia. Yeah. I would love to go there because the culture is so different, but it's also France, which doesn't make any sense to me. But, well, you know, colonization, whatever. Yep. <laughs> That's awful, yep. but yeah. Um, but also it's the, the the color, the the blue of the, the the sea. I'm like the ocean. I don't know. I just that would be. I would love to go there. Yeah. But it's just on the other side of the world, so it's <laughs> kind of tricky. Even longer than than to go to Australia, I think. My geographical skills are not that advanced. I think it's literally like in the like in the middle of the ocean, like with the biggest space possible. It's literally the other side of the world. Ah, okay. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So you need to go to either Singapore or Australia to then take another plane to go there or something. Ah, yes. Okay. That's how far it is. Um, and then there's also like. Africa, like yeah. the problem with Africa is that right now, like the geopolitical things happening don't make it really easy to go and travel there, I feel yeah. like. And as a woman, I would need to go, I can't go alone, I feel like. So, but some places I would love to go are like South Africa. This would be Same. the more doable one, yeah. I feel like. And then Kenya, Tanzania, uh, Ivory Coast, I would love to go there as well because. I don't know. I've, I've, there's so many people in Paris that comes from those region that I'm like, I just want to see where you, you guys are from because it seems like a beautiful place. And uh, Senegal as well. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know. I feel like all those places in Africa seems great. I've already been to the north of Africa. So that's why I'm not saying the basic yeah. Algeria, Morocco, even though they're great places and I would have to go again. But what? Well, I love that you're saying like, I've already been there. I'm not going to mention those basic places. I'm not mentioning those basic places and i haven't been there so <laughs> sorry <laughs> no but that's why i'm i'm, I'm saying they're, they're also beautiful places yeah. but when you, I, I don't know when you're from france like going to 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 morocco or like tunisia is kind of like what you do in the summer because it's not that far and the weather is so much better than so you either go to spain italy or the north of africa when you're French. So that's why I'm yeah. saying basic for French people. I would yeah. say that actually. Yeah. <laughs> Norwegians just go to uh, Spain or um, Greece. Yeah. If they're very frisky, they go to Italy or the south of France. So, yeah. <laughs> very frisky. I love it. Or Canary Islands. Oh, yeah. Mm. Same. So, yeah, I would say I would say those places. I don't know if also Indonesia, I forgot to mention. Yeah. But um, I don't know if you agree or if have well, more i mean i have kenya and tanzania on my uh, list as well as well as south africa also zimbabwe and ethiopia uh, yeah. because those are places that my grandma has gone to uh and i really want to go there as well so those are like 
yeah, those yeah. are all my list. But I, I didn't even think about them, but I, I do agree with you. Yeah. They yeah. Seem, yeah. I think it's so out of our comfort zone in a way that it must be really different from what we used to, I think, from our Europeanized places. Like, yeah. I don't know. But I think it's a it's a good start. Like I also have uh, Southeast Asia and you mentioned Indonesia. I'm going to Indonesia uh, in the winter. So I mean that will be kind of a start yeah. uh, for me to get out of my comfort zone when it comes to traveling. Also, I really want to go to the countries of Eastern Europe. Uh, yeah. I've been to some um and uh, I would really love to go to more. Like now at school, we're hanging out with a lot of Romanians. Yes. So go to Romania. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, yeah. I agree with that. Like, I didn't put it on my list because I feel like Europe is not really out of reach. Like I want to go there, but it's not like, oh, it's so far, it's impossible. That's true. I was thinking more like realistic what places yeah. are actually on the list of the places that I want to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, well, I also have the goal that I want to visit all the countries of Europe before 2030. Yes. <laughs> so I'm still working on that. Yeah, well, COVID didn't help. Let's say that. Oh, for sure not. But for sure not. But yeah. So that's something that I need to get going on. But yeah, so uh, Southeast Asia, Eastern Europe, uh, South Africa or like the East Coast of Africa, I guess yeah um and then i'd also put greenland and the faroe islands how surprising <laughs> with the iceland thing like five minutes ago i'm not surprised about that at all yeah i just think it, it would be cool to to visit those places i mean also like nova scotia like off the coast of canada would be cool as well okay um or like alaska but those are just so far that literally i literally i was when you started talking about greenland i was like oh but alaska like i was like i forgot about this yeah. place and like i think like five years ago in high school i was like i would love to go to alaska but then i realized i don't like cold but <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but, but oh. i feel like we should we should plan a trip to alaska but you're right it's very far it's very far then i would rather go to like yeah greenland or svalbard which is in norway okay yeah it's that's like an like island it. next to uh greenland nice so that would be cooler or not cooler but more realistic yeah and the same kind of a trip kind of that makes sense uh so yeah those are the countries that i really want to visit yeah if any of our listeners knows about those places we would love to hear tips oh yeah if you have any <laughs> tips because i just booked a trip to bali uh so if you have bali tips so shoot us an email yes please. the email is somewhere on our spotify probably at the top i don't know <laughs> Yeah, it's in the description of the, yeah. the podcast. Okay, but uh, now to the actual main body of this. Yeah, but oh, that's why I, tr I tried to make a transition, be like, if you have tips for us, and now we have oh, tips for you. you. Right? I didn't even call on to that. Hey, hey. So, I mean, obviously, our um, podcast name, Stress and Organization, so our main tip is uh, one, to be organized, and two, try not to be stressed. Yes. Goodbye. That was our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're on a roll, so let's just continue with okay, this, Elisa. Okay. So do you want to, because, okay, first of all, I imagine going to, because I haven't traveled that much outside of Europe other than to the States, uh, but you also often go to Dominican Republic and Mauritius, for example, which yeah. are very far away. Yes. More than an hour in an airplane. So what are your top tips for um, being comfortable on the plane? Okay, I love how you transitioned to that. Um, <laughs> because there is a list and she knows what I'm going to talk about. So I just love how you transitioned well, we into it. we are organized. Yes, we are, we are. Um, well, 
when you have a very my tips first of all any any flight whatsoever you need to be comfortable when flying so don't put heels or whatever because i think that's the worst idea ever because you want to be in a, you want to be you're in a plane it's going to be cold so just be nice in the way you're wearing also you're going to walk a lot and security all that easy outfit mm-hmm. and where you, you're good in but what i do for very long flights so for example mauritius is 11 hours so you you need to be comfortable yeah yeah so I always have on my hand luggage, like, um, kind of a PJ. Well, either way, I have a transition outfit because when you go to, to, to Mauritius in Christmas, like, it's like, what, one degrees in Paris and you arrive there, it's 30 degrees. So you need yeah. a transition outfit. So I always have either a PJ or a transition outfit, which is so comfortable that, like, I can wear it when I arrive there, but I can also kind of wear it as a PJ in the plane, if that makes sense. So, like... Yeah. Um, yoga pair of pants and a tank top because when you arrive there you're not too warm and in the plane you're so comfortable because that's the best outfit ever and i don't want to be cold so i just wear the biggest sweatshirt possible and a beanie because the beanie is the best trick ever yeah the beanie (laughs) that you mentioned earlier and i'm quite i mean okay i was yeah i don't know so you look ridiculous, but ridiculous don't kill you. So it doesn't matter. So what I do, and the worst part is my beanie is pink. So it's even worse. But I put my beanie on my head when I want to sleep. But like it, it stops like just right above my nose because you had the face mask as well. So you really can't see the fucking face. But if you don't have the face mask, you just put the beanie on your face. So you don't have to put the eye thing on your eyes. You warm because the beanie just keeps you warm. And because I'm so afraid to lose my AirPods when I sleep on the plane because falling out of my ears or whatever, the beanie can keep them, like, steady. Okay. Yes. So then I'm sure to not, not lose my AirPods so I can sleep freely. I'm not afraid of, like, having the light waking me up. I'm warm and I don't see people that find me weird, so I don't care. <laughs> right? Very, uh, very nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that, that would be my main thing when I'm in the plane. But do you have any tips in the plane yourself? Or well, is it more before the plane? or? Well, the thing was, well, for me, you mentioned the thing with your AirPods. Yeah. And for me, my tip would be, um, well, I have the AirPods, is it AirPods Pro? The yeah. ones with the noise cancelling? Yeah, I don't have that. Don't wear noise cancelling while flying. Oh, no, 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 no. Like especially when like going up and going down like don't do that it's okay when you're in air but don't do that while you're going up and down like literally my mom put like she has a huge like bows i think yeah yeah like nose counseling and she had like a like noise in her ear for like two weeks or something after because she had it on the the the, even when you go in a train and you go into a tunnel it does the same thing yeah kind of so it's the air the change in the air pressure and uh there's something in that uh, noise cancelling that just messes with my ears at least so i end up having like plugged ears for uh yeah for weeks afterwards so that's my first tip uh and then for me i have this like when i went to the states for my exchange year i had like a 36 hour flight and i didn't have any food with me so i was just like Oh, yeah, no. Really hungry. So for me, ever since then, I've always had to have some sort of food or something with me uh, in the airplane. And then I'm going to steal one of your things, because that's actually one of my favorite things to do as well, uh, which is to have a crossbody bag with, like, your phone. I always have my phone, my passport, my 
power bank, my AirPods, wallet. Uh, yeah, wallet uh, in there, and I just have that around my body so that um, even when I'm sitting in the seat, because my knees, my legs are long enough to hit the seat in front of me. Yeah, so I'm I can't so actually, short that yeah. I'm good. <laughs> but my problem is that I can't put it in there because then I don't have rooms for an, for my knees. Yeah, so I just have it around my body and I just keep my wallet and and my phone and stuff in there. But not for the the, the like uh, eighteen hour flight. You wouldn't do something like that. Well, I don't really go on. No, but you hour like flight. the thirty-six hour one. Mm, I would sit with it around. Yeah, really? why not? Well, it's not like... in the way. It's ah. not going anywhere. Yeah, I feel like with my comfortable earlier, like the idea of being comfortable, I just put it like I have a, like I just keep it with me, but just on the floor because I just like who's gonna just come and pick it up? Well, I know? need to have my legs on the floor. Yeah, but still, put my feet on it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but I need yeah, I need to have space for my feet. That's true. my whole problem. True, here. true, 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 true. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm lucky enough. I'm like, yeah, my height is one fifty seven, so I'm, 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 I'm have a lot of I have short legs. You have a lot of space. Yes, yes. I can just yes. sit in the entire sit with my mm-hmm. legs. Around. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. yeah. My other tip is then also same vein as or boring as the food. It's to bring a water bottle with you. Yeah, well, my mom does, but I I think we're go- like before water bottle was such a thing. She was just when she arrived at the airport after security because not everywhere but somewhere you can't really bring a bottle because of security and the water and all that. Um, she just bought a water bottle at the airport and then she just asked the the woman in the 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 plane to refill it. Yeah. But I bring yeah. an empty one, yeah, and then yeah. I refill it in the airport. Yeah. And then, like leaving from Schiphol, you can bring a lot of water with yeah. you. So there, I bring like my one liter bottle full of water, which is really nice. But yeah, yeah. so that's uh, some of my tips. Uh, Those are nice. Yeah, um, yeah. I, what what else do I have? I also have. Oh yeah, but that's me because I'm weird. Um, I, 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 those two ideas kind of goes together. First, I charge everything. So I charge my phone, I charge my power bank, AirPods, computer, everything is fully charged. As well as if you have a camera, I charge every single battery because I'm too afraid their good security is going to say something, make it work or whatever. And then I can't turn it on because it doesn't charge. I don't know. Uh, which doesn't make sense because on the other hand, I always print my ticket because I'm too afraid to not have battery. So <laughs> it's a f- full thing um but i always bring like really essential papers with me because you never like double checking visas like that's part of the stress for me it's beforehand like i'm stressed about if i have every single papers but then if i double check everything at least a week in advance at least then you're all good if you go out for ex- for the us for a visa of course you need a lot more than a week but yeah <laughs> a lot more than that you need to go to the embassy and all of that but yeah so i would say those are the main thing and again, all the important stuff in the hand luggage, like never, never put your computer or whatever in the, 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 the check-in. That's the worst idea. Imagine they lost your luggage and you don't have your computer and then, oh gosh, that's stress as fuck. So I think for me, the conclusion is if you're organized, you're not stressed. That's kind of the thing because if I'm organized really well beforehand, I know everything, I have everything on me, I'm prepared the day before, which kind of relates to one of your point uh then i'm less stressed and that would be my tip to not be stressed be organized yeah <laughs> so if you don't are either i'm very sorry very deep Elisa. <laughs> you're welcome I'm, i love the fact that you have to print everything off because i'm the exact opposite i'm like 
normally I travel with KLM. I have the KLM uh, app, so I just yeah. use my app, and I put the. I'm one of the people who would <laughs> put my ticket on my Apple Watch, so I just use my Apple Watch. Smart while traveling, which is pretty uh, convenient. Um, and then going along with like what you can. I don't know how that connects at all, but I also have like tried to like I'm using a Norwegian um, credit card. So Norwegian used to be connected with the airline Norwegian as well. So for everything I would spend, I would earn points. Uh, I would try to, um, if I don't want to recommend credit cards as a credit card, but if you're able to be responsible with it, it is a great way to actually um, pay for your travels yeah. because it's quite, uh, most of them have really good deals. So if you would look up, for example, uh, with Chase, how many Bonvoy points with Marriott's you would yeah. get. Like, you can earn enough points to uh, not pay for hotel rooms, for example, which is super smart. Yeah, but if you if you don't want to say a specific brand, then I can drop in and say also American Express. Yeah, American like Express. With that, yeah. you can, once, we literally didn't pay an extra luggage because we had enough yeah, points exactly. to do that. So th those are also good options. Yeah, and the good thing about most of those credit cards are that you have uh, most likely some kind of insurance included in that as well. Uh, so if you have to rebook or cancel that you get some kind of, um, some kind of benefit with your credit card there. Um, and then my last tip also with regards to saving money, if you are flexible with your traveling, try to travel in the morning and then like go for the destination in the morning and then come back in the evening. Cause you will save even the tickets normally are more expensive in the morning. You will save money on the hotel yeah, because you're spending less time sleeping there. Smart. So uh, that is the tip that I often use. So, for example, I went to Dublin, traveled in the morning and traveled back in the evening. And I get the um, same amount of time there-ish, but I save a lot. I do that, that. That's true. That's yeah. a good point. And then how maybe to jump on the booking how do you book a hotel? Like, what would be a tip for you about that? Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me of You're that. You're welcome. <laughs> hospitality brain just, you know. Yeah, because, you know, we are hospitality students. And one thing that's detrimental to the hospitality industry, really, is the OTAs or the online booking agents, such as Booking.com, Expedia, all that. You can really hear that I study hospitality. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Never guess. No, so I always, um, I mean, I find it also fun to stay at like fancy hotels um, because it kind of is related to my study and what I do every day. So for me, that's a priority when traveling. So what I will do, I will go on booking.com and I will look at all the hotels and like who are the best rated, what brands are there, um, stuff like that. But then I will always go to the hotel's own website to book there because normally you get it at the same price or slightly cheaper uh, and you get better cancellation and the hotel gets a lot more value for your booking because they will save about 15 to 20 percent in commission to booking.com yeah so, so sorry booking we're not trying to <laughs> to, to to drown the company i don't know how to say that uh, yeah no but i mean it has to do with i mean Traveling in and of itself destroys so much value. Yeah. Like for, for the destination, like just look at Amsterdam with the over tourism here yeah. or stuff like that. But at least when you are, uh, if you are traveling, try to do those things that will 
provide some sort of benefit to the destination. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, because hotel people need it too. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah, definitely. And to jump kind of of the fact of like um, local people and helping local people, local people can also help you. That's what I, I, I think as well. Like, because every time I travel before going somewhere, like I always have a tiny list of the things I really want to do. Like a specific mm-hmm. restaurant, a specific museum. I don't have depending on where I'm going and how long I'm going somewhere, I don't have a specific planning of every single day. I just, if I just look a little bit in advance, because if there's some stuff I really need to book, like really in advance, then I will be happy that I planned prior. Because for example, I don't know, a show like a concert or even like a museum, if you booked enough in advance, you don't like, you don't wait, you know, like kind of jump the queue or something. And also, being in a hospitality school with so many international students and 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 traveling for me for a gap here in the US and meeting people from all around the world I just love asking to like people from the country what they they advise me to to do do. like what's the thing to do because they will know much better than anyone else what's the even if it's just what they like and it's not the thing the country offers if they like it it's like, okay, it's a local thing to do. I just love the idea of doing something local. And I know, yeah, you do something that I do as well when you go to a country is going to a grocery store. Oh, because, what do I yeah, do? Yeah. <laughs> because when you go to the grocery store, you can just see, you know, like yeah, the culture in and of itself. And I think the local part of that is just great. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do when uh, when. <laughs> yeah, I saw your face. I'm like, what is she going to say? But I think you do agree with what I just said. So. <laughs> I just thought of something else that I wanted to say as well, but I totally forgot about oh, it. Oh no! I'm so oh sorry. yeah, no, because I read this no- uh, novel once uh, about a um, travel journalist. And she said that, like, her, the, the number one thing that she would do when she arrived somewhere was to just ask a random person on the street, what's your favorite restaurant? Oh, I love it. So that's what she would always do. And she would always get, like, the best recommendations to, like, the most unknown restaurants that would just serve her amazing food. That's so. really smart. Yeah. yeah you I need like to that. be able to go out of your comfort zone and ask someone that you don't know. But And, I mean, if you're a travel journalist, then I think you are... <laughs> probably capable of doing that <laughs> yes no but uh, tips for like non-journalist people you know yeah. like it's it could yeah. be hard but the idea is great yes absolutely i love that yeah okay we've talked a lot oh yeah so i feel like we just just go jump into like a 10 minute what is our thing of the moment music film uh, movie it's the same thing as film tv show i don't know do you have anything well yes <laughs> i don't know well, I, do no, know, I was but... just scrolling down on our list and i just saw what you're gonna talk about and i'm just very intrigued but i can talk first yeah go so for, it. for me uh also it's a bit i think it's like 10 years ago what was 10 years ago that was 2012 i mean yeah <laughs> um no, but, like, back in the day, I would used to listen to, like, all the indie people, like, uh, Bon Iver, uh, Florence and the Machine, like, all those people. And now, this year, or last month, whatever, Florence and the Machine came out with a new album. Uh, so I've been listening to that. 
That's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love Florence and the Machine. The main song I know is the one from the final of Gossip Girl. That's the main, <laughs> my main reference of Florence and the Machine. But, I don't uh, remember which one that is, but yeah, I probably I, know the song. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I think it's the most famous one, probably. Yeah. But, I'm not uh, going to start singing right now. No, but. we're we're not going to do that. It's not the voice, so we're all good. <laughs> we're not singers. <laughs> um, yeah, on my side, there were a lot of new albums that dropped out uh, recently, April, May, March. Uh, not the right order of month, but whatever. Um, and the first one I would say is the Chainsmokers album. They just dropped a new one, and I need to like it's. I love it. Like I wasn't a huge like I like the Chainsmokers, but this album is really like they took a break, and I just love what they did with the new album. One of the songs is called Channel One, and the drop is just because it's a little bit electro and the drop is just like you don't expect it like no notes should go one after the other and it's just i just love it so that's it's my first surprisingly i do know of chain smokers yeah (laughs) i think roses is like so famous it's one of the the the, the most i don't know any names of the songs okay i've been to a concert with them i think yeah no, I don't our know. festival or yeah, I think you talked to me about that already yeah. or something. Yeah, they just yeah the, the the vibe of I'm not I love electro music and this is kind of a little bit out of my electro vibe. It's a little bit too much for me, but I still love it. I don't yeah. know the vibe is great. Staying on the electro music, Flume is also electro and dropped a oh, new okay. album really recently that I love as well. Not as much as Cheesemokers, very sorry Flume, but uh, also great. And like Flume would listen to it. Um, to the podcast, no way. Um, and <laughs> I don't know what happened. Um, and the last one, <laughs> just jump on that from the awkwardness of I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, I was looking at Flume and I was like, oh, Flume, that's a song. I know about this song, but it's not electro. So as soon as you said that, I was like, Ooh, I do not know this. But no, okay. it's a- it's a huge electro artist. Okay, cool. And like my favorite artist ever is Petit Biscuit, which is a French electro artist. And it's just, it's kind of the same vibe. And I think it's one of his favorite artists. So it's kind of, he probably get inspired from Flume to make his own music. That's cool. I don't know him personally, so I don't know, but that's what I think. That's my theory. Um, and the last thing, which is a friend who advised me to listen to it, uh, is the last album of Rex orange county um yeah i was i was afraid to butcher the name but i think we're all good uh it's a very name yeah it's different vibe i can't explain you the style of music because i think it's kind of indie but not really and a little pop but not really and a little rap but not really (laughs) that's a lot of different genres yes so i don't really know how to explain really the genre but i just love it cool (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's that's i'm still yeah. considering if i should check it out or not but <laughs> i'm not selling it properly i agree with that but it, it is nice i think the best song is called let me find it i think it's called worth it and the beginning is just like it sounds like it's classical music and then it drops into a indie vibe it, it's great go listen to it cool okay <laughs> Well, uh, that was our recommendations uh, for this episode, uh, and we've talked a lot. So, if you've listened this far, I am impressed. Same. It was a pleasure to be in your ears again. I'm just gonna go with it. <laughs> yeah, I love point. it. I love it. It just rolls of the tongue. It's just 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, on that note, thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.